This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guest. Break it down by shapes and sizes I'm a man who's got very specific tastes This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast, editor from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, and my co-host, Sam Motel. What hey. up, boys? Hey. hey. Nice look. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having us. Love yeah, man. Yeah, nice little day at the House of Rock. Yeah. Yes, thank And you. I can genuinely say that you guys absolutely rocked the House of Rock. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank I noticed you. the roof was getting a little loose. We almost... Blew the roof off? Roof off the roof? <laughs> I mean, for the first time, we actually put the amplifiers outside. That was right? awesome. Yeah, that was fun with the pillows and you stuff. You used like, on it. like yeah, that was cool. outside cushions on the amps mm-hmm. to make that some. The amps were sunbathing. We're rolling nice. with it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, it's awesome to have you guys out here. I know it's actually been in the book for a while. And so we had you know plenty of time to talk about what you guys wanted to do while you were here. And uh, so we got two great tracks from the great room today. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, you know, we'll start the podcast off with who you guys are. We'll roll into the tracks you recorded here, the tracks that are available on iTunes. And then we'll do song picks from everybody and then talk about what's next. And then, you know, that'll be the end. So uh, without further ado, here we are at the House of Rock on a Tuesday evening with Sam Motel. AJ, introduce the band and how did you guys all come to be? We all came to be uh, in film school in Southern California. We we met, and although we were studying film, music has always been a passion. And um, immediately in college, we started forming a band that would ultimately become Saint Motel. And um, yeah, I think uh, it was a good environment to you know birth this Saint Motel. It was it was a good time. Now Saint Motel. The actual title of the group is that a film reference of any type, or I'm just sort of digging here. Um, sure. It's uh, it's not really a film reference, although Saint Motel is a cool name for a movie. Maybe <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think maybe I, a future film. Yeah, reference. I feel in the future that w- we will be making some sort of Saint Motel movie, so like a horror just, movie. It, right? Yeah, well, it's Italian horror. You can't horror or horror. It's a yeah, horror movie. It's a horror. I can't. It's a horror or movie. Um, probably. I don't know. It's. It'll be something. It'll yeah. be something really cool, and it's in. It'll happen in the future, but the it'll name, be like it's 3D, in development. Three D, you think, or like forty? Uh, maybe forty. Okay. No. Cool. So five D. Maybe five D. New D. But that. Uh, that name was that. It took us a long time to come up with that name. Like we wanted something that was gonna really grab people you know we didn't we didn't take that issue lightly uh, it took us probably like eight or nine months you know just tossing around different names different different words with different connotations and we love the word saint because of the connotation of you know like being saintly or good or pure and then we wanted to to slam smash bang into another word that was sort of the opposite that had a different sort of connotation and uh, 
we were that's where we came up with motel like place where you know maybe seedy things happen like drug deals or horrors or this or that and we wanted we wanted it all to just be like this like stark contrast and that's the type of uh contrast that we try and maintain in our music you know we want it to be sweet but also you know really rocking or or dirty and and uh we wanted the name to reflect the type of music that we make did you guys grow up with instruments in your hand or like how did this all come to be because you were like i want to go make movies or i want to study film yeah where did that all i think we all grew up with instruments in our hands um Go down the line real quick. Yeah, introduce your guys self. Yeah, uh, this is Greg, the, the drummer in the motel, and I definitely started at a super, super young age. I had a grandfather grandfather that was a bagpiper, so I was always around it, and I always gravitated towards drums. And I, he, like, made me my own sticks when I was you know, three and started tapping along with him, and that was kind of it. So it was and him on lead bagpipes? and you Lead bagpiper, and I was backup tapper. <laughs> nice. And, uh, <laughs> now I'm lead, lead backup tapper. Nice. <laughs> and we have yet to find the lead ba- bagpiper in St. Motel, mm-hmm. but it's happening. My first instrument was piano. At a very young age, I was, I was uh, into, I guess, I wasn't into it, but I was forced to classically learn piano. And, uh, yeah, did recitals and competitions and and hated it but then um <laughs> learned to love it when i started to write my own music and that's how i discovered i actually really passionately love making music beautiful Dak. yes this is Dak. uh i play bass in the band but um before that i play guitar and when we formed the band in high school nobody wanted to play bass so i have to pick it up and that's when i started to play that thing and fell in love since then Beautiful. Who's your favorite bass player of all time? What's that? Who's your favorite bass player of all time? Um. Well, I used used to. Well, I have to shoot Jaco Petorius. I think it's sound cliche, but uh, I love him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Hey, this is A sharp. Um, I started playing classical guitar. My father played. My grandfather played. So, I sort of grew up with a lot of classical music, and then. I found a couple crates of uh, my mom and my dad's old records, you know, lots of classic rock, I guess, and some prog rock, and fell in love with with that and realized that uh, that I wanted to play rock and roll music and not sit in a room for seven hours and, you know, play classical guitar all day. And I think that was probably the defining moment where I realized that I needed to be plugged in and it needed to be loud I needed to be with other guys so he smashed <laughs> it yeah, <laughs> yeah I, sma- I, I destroyed all my classical guitars no I, I still I, I still listen to classical music all the time but in terms of um, where where I'm at today it was uh, you know just just finding old records and 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 realizing how how cool some of that music from the 60s and 70s was and being inspired by by all that that sound, and then gener- uh, eventually learn you know finding other new bands, and uh, and uh, I guess going from there. Yeah, that's awesome. So my background, I also studied a little bit of film. I wouldn't say it was my major, but I ended up at CAA, and I did a couple years in the film part of the actual entertainment business, and. 
I realized after a while that it was the reason I love film was because of the music. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of course, since I was like 15, collected all the scores and soundtracks. And so I can relate with you guys. Started mm-hmm. sort of in film and then found myself in music. So. Yeah. 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 It's amazing it's weird how, how it works. <laughs> are, yeah. Who's yeah. Your, your favorite composer? <clears throat> favorite composer. I like Horner. Elfman's awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool. Howard's great. Um, like Vangelis. I even like, yeah. Love Angelus. Yeah, Morcone. <laughs> yeah. We oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're totally geeking out. We need to stop. Yeah, we People need to stop. <laughs> um, but female-wise, I actually like Rachel Portman. You know, she is. Mm. She did uh, Legend of Bagger Vance and um, Cider House Rules and that type. You know, it makes you feel. I like movie, I like yeah. scores yeah. that make I'll you feel. I'll check that out. She's great. Cool. Um, so in sort of getting back to the, the roots of the band, you guys met at SC. Um, you had a common love. Chapman. Oh, you went to, okay, so Southern California, I was taking, okay, so Chapman. Yeah, same thing. University. Yeah, but um, better. But better, <laughs> yeah, you guys it, were afforded the opportunity to do yeah. a lot more with the fact that you're in the OC, and I mean, there's some cute girls down there, and you yeah. know, make some magic. <laughs> we, never, we never noticed. Yeah, we, we just kept on studying. Yeah, we, we just were, loved books. We <laughs> loved school. Yeah. <laughs> we were you know, very focused. Our very craft. focused. <laughs> So for the very focused scene motel, and then you guys are <laughs> releasing your uh, upcoming uh, third album. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess one of them was an EP before this. or Yeah, we've had an EP, and then we had the full-length um, album that came out last summer. Okay. Called Voyeur. 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 Yep. Familiar with it. Cool. In fact, it was, it was a lot of fun sort of connecting a couple dots with – I've actually seen you guys three times live. And I may, you may not even remember this, but I actually presented one of your shows at the Viper Room. I don't know if it was like with the Ruse or Imagine Dragons or the Parlotones or like I don't, I can't remember the breadth of what it was. But um, you guys were on one of my bills, and I saw you guys live. It was probably about two and a half years ago. Oh wow! So cool. it was a lot of fun, it's and like I sort like... of indirectly knew who you were you mm. know, firsthand. Cool, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of fun to be able to sit across from you guys now and. You know, it's uh, it's awesome. Now just, we have all these scars and yeah, all these scars. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept for like years, so it's great. Road um, well, let's let's get into uh, an exciting track that you know I got to witness. Obviously, you guys took over the great room in the house um, and brought some horns. Who wants to introduce my type and maybe where it was written, and then we'll talk about you know the way you guys recorded it today. Yeah, I think. Um, the great room, first of all, is beautiful. So thank you for letting us record in there. It was, uh, I think, a perfect fit. Like my type came about. Um, I don't know. It always started as a horn riff, and it kind of just grew from there. It's something that instantly within the band it kind of connected on a lot of levels. Um, a lot of demos sometimes will, you know, someone will like it, someone will hate it, someone doesn't have an opinion. And this one felt pretty strongly pro on all accounts. So that being said, um, we put it to the top of the focus and we kind of, yeah, we just kind of grew it from there. Um, we had some really amazing horn players come in, James King from Fist in the Tantrums and Mike Bolger. Um, and yeah, we just kind of kept on growing it and experimenting with different sounds. and. Uh, you know, we got it done really quickly. For a lot of songs, we just dwell on things for a long time. And um, we were about 99% done. And uh, then all of a sudden, we started second-guessing the verse. And I think we spent like a month going back and forth on like 
70 different verse options. And everything just led us back to home. We went with the original. There's nothing really could beat it. And um, we decided that, uh, yeah, we we were good to go on the song. So you guys had some live horns come out today. Yeah. And yes. track simultaneously with you. And uh, it was fun. I mean, I was up here for most of it. But, you know, I got a couple takes in, and it just sounds so great with that room. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always awesome. Bombastic down there. It's yeah, always babe. a pleasure playing with, with horn players. It's just like it changes the dynamic. It's like, wow, this is like bigger than it was before just by just two guys playing horns. And, you know, if you look back and, and see the history of horns and music, I mean, we there, there were gaps. I mean, so many years that the horns were not really recognized in yeah. any mainstream type music. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have the horns back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's weird. It's powerful. Like, we decided when we were doing Voyeur that we wouldn't kind of stick to any specific instruments. And um, we would write more so on the <laughs> front side of things, and then later we try to, you know, make sure it works live. And I think horns are definitely one aspect of that. If you listen to my type, you'll hear like, you know, Wurlitzer, Mellophone. You'll hear all sorts of different, you know, harmonies and all sorts of things that we were like, you know, I don't think it really matters um, about the future. Let's just make it as good as we possibly can in the moment. And let's just make it as fun as we can in the moment. And when that happens, you open the door to pretty much anything. And it's fun. All right. Well, without further ado, from the House of Rock, we've got Same Motel performing My Type. Here you have it.
great way to kick things off, gentlemen. Um, one of my new favorite songs, which I've already borrowed from you guys to put on a couple playlists, which oh, is always you. fun. Thanks, so thank, thank you. you for that. Um, it's always more fun, though, when you know it's being tracked live and, like, you have that energy. And I think that room really made you guys sound good and you made the room sound awesome. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. So now as I look at the second track that you guys recorded, and, of course, I was listening to that as you guys were tracking it, and now I know your film background, I'm looking at, like, a three-part song, which is the first time I think I've recognized that um, in any uh, song that we've had here at the house recorded. Um, and I don't know. Who wants to dig into that one? Talk a little bit about it. It was um, it was a song that started with part A, I think. Um, none of the other parts existed. It wasn't like we combined three ideas into one. It was pretty much we really had been playing around with part A for a long time, and we didn't necessarily know where to go from there. And uh, we decided, you know, F it. Um, <laughs> we're like, we're, I, I think we, at, at a certain point, like, we we were playing part A for th- that riff for so long, and we loved it so much. We're like, where is this going to go? Like, we couldn't make it make sense in terms of, like, a, like a pop, regular pop song or whatever, regular rock song. So then we, I think we just started jamming on a totally different riff. We're like, let's just do that. Let's have a tempo change and let's do that. Like, why not? Like, who, we're not, we don't have to impress anybody. Like, we're not doing this or that. We don't have to write some sort of radio song or whatever. We did that and then we're having fun with that. And then we're like, okay, this ended. And we're like, okay, well, maybe let's just do. Well, I think uh, I think by part B, by part B, it was like, okay, well, let's. We've already gone off the grid. We've already changed it up. This is, at least, it's going to be a two-part song. And so then, part C was just kind of a response to that. And then, you know, lyrically, it just needed to kind of be a story that was cohesive. And it's funny. The um, we'd always been saying it's in the ions the whole time. Like that was always part of the concept, but the real like story in the song came after the title of the song. Like daydream, wet dream, nightmare felt like three parts of the same dream. And it was like something that made sense for this kind of song, something I never heard before. And so from that, I kind of tried to structure the song in kind of a way that makes sense. And so then you've got kind of the nightmare was what throws everyone off because they're expecting to hear Slayer or something. The nightmare is waking up back to reality. You know, that's kind of like a journey. The song's supposed to be a journey. And that's like the softest part of it. Yeah. And, but yet, it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, so the nightmare <laughs> journey. Here we go. Also, the, uh, check Don't out the video. Up. Don't wake up. Yeah. And also, there's an amazing video done by our friend Sidsel Sorensen that's out now. It's all animated. Um, it's uh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, she worked really hard on it, and it looks great. So check it out. And I can vouch for that. I watched it this morning. It's oh. Amazing! Like yeah, it's just cool. You. She simplifies it, but she tells the story along the story that you guys are telling. Right. And I think it, they really, really nicely fit. Yeah. Like she actually understood what she was gonna be, you know, animating. Yeah. Right. She kind of took cool. it to another so, yeah. level. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And it's nice to have a sexual reference in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Everything's that, a that part of it, I like that she that. like emphasized that there definitely was a wet dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Real wet dream. Oh yeah. Oh, man. All right. So without further ado from the House of Rock, we've got the track Daydream, Wet Dream, Nightmare by St. Motel. Here you have it.
plug where to find the uh, the music video and so I think great place to start is going to the website which is Saint Motel that's S-A-I-N-T-M-O-T-E-L dot com mm-hmm. from the website you can get all the social media yeah and nowadays I don't even like it used to just be oh well MySpace and Facebook and now it's like there's Zinger 75 and, other ones so and, yeah. style. and you have to like it on every single one yeah every so single one you, you gotta, gotta, gotta like the video gotta go to YouTube, YouTube go to follow, follow, like, like, tweet Insta, retweet Insta, like it yeah <laughs> insta like insta like <laughs> yeah <Insta-like>. exactly <laughs> pretty much um well brilliant guys both those tracks sounded fantastic thanks thank for you literally rocking the house i think we kicked things off saying that and you know sometimes we emphasize that thank you for rocking the house but a lot of people came out here and they didn't necessarily rock the house they played <laughs> the house <laughs> they um, massaged the house massaged. The yeah, yeah. They, they snuggled with the house. Yeah. It was a light totalization. <laughs> it wasn't quite a full rocking. Oh my god! All it right. was like outside the pants. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just yeah. a quickie. Yeah. Just, just, just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> but we did, we did like, we did just yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, right. just the whole thing. <laughs> this house is <laughs> This house is pregnant now. So outside of the house being pregnant, um, <laughs> we do have the upcoming uh, release. Uh, for later this year yeah um, and I want to highlight a couple tracks that are available on iTunes cool. so that our listeners can go there and you know make sure that they get a piece of the same motel latest release so um, I know that we also wanted to highlight the two tracks that you guys tracked here today yeah so the actual versions available um, will be in iTunes or are in iTunes right now um, and the first track is my type so yeah my type right now you can pre-order it now and it's gonna be available on iTunes shortly and it's coming on and we'll have vinyl together pretty soon all right so let's let's do this again and let's just assume it's out okay so like yes. we won't even release the podcast until it's out okay so so we'll just go i'll just go right into announcing the song and then we can maybe if you guys want to have an anecdote about that i'll actually ask Dak. i'm gonna ask you right after this um how right. how this track makes you feel when you play it live oh cool does that work for you yeah good all right, so uh, here you have it. Uh, the track is My Type. It's by Same Motel.
did you guys actually track and record and finish the whole mix and I mean give me the story on the song because it sounds like you had a lot of contributors and uh, where was it actually finished oh this is antidote time no no okay That's- <laughs> um, we uh, we started tracking it in our own studio um, which was where we do a lot of stuff historically you know um, we kind of record everywhere from bathrooms to full fledged you know studios, uh, anything in between. And then it migrated over to our friend Joe Napolitano's place. And uh, he's got a great setup for drums and um, horns. And then it kind of bounced back and forth between. And um, yeah, then it was born. And we cut the umbilical cord and sent it out to the world. Well, the track is brilliant and it's got great energy in it. And, you know, I want to go to Dak, the bass player, who, you know, may... What's it like playing that track live? Oh, it's great. It just like <clears throat> reminded me of the uh, hot summer day in Eco Rock. Um, well, the thing is that the um, like AJ said before, we just finished that song in like maybe one day, like before we go back and forth by the words. But um, the thing is, um, I remember that I wasn't prepared to record the bass that day. 
So I just came up with the line in like maybe 20 minutes. Oh. So, which is like kind of so, cool. So this is actually so, a good question for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So no, it, it was just like <laughs> every time I play down. live, I kind of like, oh, it's kind of cool that I, I came up with that <laughs> in twenty minutes. You know. So what, you did that answer break, the question? The truth. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfectly executed. A sharp. How about you? How does the song feel live when you guys play it? Playing um, in front of people. Playing this one live is is so much fun. Especially like the part that I play because it's it's so simple. I'm playing basically like one or two notes, especially like during the chorus, and like the audience usually is is getting into it. But I always have to close my eyes and just concentrate on the funk. Like I can't. <laughs> like I gotta just focus on keeping that groove. You know, focus what I mean? on the funk, man. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like it's not a difficult thing to do but it's it's something that i want i don't want to like be distracted by anybody i just want to make sure that what i'm doing is like the grooviest thing that's going to happen with the drums and the bass i have, I have a know? question when you close your eyes and you're focusing on the funk what do you see ah <laughs> uh, what do i see i see <laughs> An abyss. <laughs> <laughs> a funk abyss. Are we ref- are we referencing the movie The Abyss? Yeah, no. I hope, I hope not the at water all. alien. Although I should be referencing that movie, <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, like that that part is so uh, it needs to be so funky, especially on the guitar. For some reason, it's it's surprisingly difficult to play to make it really funky. So I I always try and you know, not have any distraction and just make sure that I can make that groove. Because if you if if it's a little bit off, it just sound, it sounds crappy. yeah, it sounds I, really crappy. I like I kind of <laughs> there's times when you play my type live, and I really wish I was just like listening to it. Rather I, I just want to get I just want to get crazy. <laughs> I want to jump play, off things yeah. and roll around on the I ground. I feel the same way. I feel like my fingers are glued to the keyboard, and I have to actually you know concentrate somewhat, which. Uh, <laughs> Which is kind of a buzzkill, but it's really fun to see everyone else get crazy. But you know, you this wanna, awesome you song is really killing my buzz. So everybody else can keep grooving to it. Yeah. But uh, I kind of wish, I kind of wish that too. That yeah, just, it wouldn't be fun if we could yeah, just press hey, play on I, a laptop uh, had and a stand-in or something. Yeah, you know, actually, <laughs> actually have a little bit of fun or something. Right? You just start playing it, and you pass off your guitar to your stand-in, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the rest of the time. Stand-in, stand-in. There you go. Beautiful. So I'm going to get over to you guys now for uh, we'll announce the next track, which, again, is uh, one of the tracks that you guys um, played here today at the house called Daydream, Wet Dream, Nightmare. And this is the one now available um, on iTunes. So without further ado, uh, from same hotel, the track Daydream, Wet Dream, Nightmare. Here you have it.
All right, so Greg. Uh-oh. You, you've been quiet on the on the front of, you know, how songs make you feel when you play them live. Now, this being a three-part song, what give me what this feels like to play live in front of your fans. Uh, Daydream Much of Nightmare is a special song for us cuz because of that three-part, you know, it's it's it, for me as a drummer, it's like the intro so slow and draggy and then we come in and like we always come in pretty much at the same feel and tempo but like no matter how s- slow or fast the intro is played we always slam in at this like i don't know it's just like somehow it works like it these two parts just like i don't know yeah <laughs> people like friends of ours have like said to us like it doesn't even make like what time signature is that we're like i don't Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It I just don't works. No. I don't ducking yeah. no. It's but yeah, I mean the, the the groove in that song is great. I think everybody in this band really locks in in that part and then it gets to that the really butchering part and it's just like a whole dance party and then it's like an outro part and it's like a sing along party and it's like it's so much fun. And so, like when we play it live and the crowds sing along and it's just like Can you hear that? It is oh, it is a, a really particularly fun song to play live. It, yeah. It's really fun because it has so many different aspects to it. Like the beginning is so innocent, harmonies, pretty, and then it goes into, you know, like some more rocking out solo stuff. And the wet dream is like totally fun, dance, disco, bowie, just fun stuff. And then it goes into this sing along outro that we we don't really have that much sing along on purpose stuff. Like people sing along, which is great, but it, we actually, you know, encourage people to sing along with hand motions usually, or like this kind of thing. You put your hand, we put your the lyrics ear, on the you point to your screen. ear, like I want stuff going in my ear, or you just go like this means louder sometimes. Raise the roof. You raise the roof sometimes. <laughs> but either way, like even in the most like you know places we played on this past tour that like nobody had heard us before, everyone will sing along because. There's there's something communal about it, and like I think I was maybe telling you earlier, then they sing along kind of you know, not knowing what they're doing. It's just kind of you know fun, and also the music drops out and it's just the vocals, and then everyone's very, very conscious that they're all kind of doing this kind of uh, communal harmony sing along part. That's uh, I don't know, it's nice. And by the time that song ends, everyone's just right on the same wavelength. Crazy. Yeah. Like everyone's in their own yeah. various, you know, at every concert, we have certain people that right off the bat they want to dance and they want to get crazy. Some people want to stand back with their arms crossed and gradually kind of loosen up. But at the end of Daydream, Wet Dream, Nightmare, it's like everybody's on the same. People are like, all right, vocal. okay, I can dig this, I think. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think. You know what? That's awesome. Let me give one more song. Yeah, let's see what <laughs> these guys do after that. I'm not going to hit the gong yet. <laughs> <laughs> so who's in charge of the Instagram for the group? Pretty much, right? Yeah, AJ and I pretty much ram it up. So should I be following you? I mean, Instagram is my new oh, favorite. Oh yeah. yeah, you like oh, pictures yeah. of Dak Ooh, in the yeah. nude? Fun, uh, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Definitely check out our Instagram. It's it's just Saint Motel, the handle. Okay. Um, we pick the best filters. Oh man, you okay. thought you knew Triple about good filters? Wait till you see our filters. I think uh, sometimes we don't need filters. Oh. Actually, By the way, I like how now people are actually saying no filter needed. Like, yeah, they're yeah. so they're so proud of like, oh, well, look at my shot. I yeah. didn't need oh, a no, no filter needed. It's, it's that good. Yeah, it's that beautiful. 
<laughs> look at my breakfast. No filter needed. So I'll look forward to checking out the Instagram account when you guys are over in Europe because Europe's one of my favorite places. Oh, man. Yeah, you point a camera anywhere and it's like, no, it's filter like no filter needed. needed. No. Filters. Zero yeah. filter. Yeah. Our European tour. No filters yeah. needed. No filters needed. You should needed. read my memoir. No filter needed. <laughs> That's it. All right, so before we talk about Europe, I want to dig into the third part of the podcast where I've asked you guys to pick any track yeah. um, that has an associated story. doesn't necessarily mean that it's your favorite song, but it's something you want to talk about in this moment. So, A-Sharp, I'm going to start with you. What's your song? Who's the artist? The song I picked is Autumn Almanac by The Kinks. Um, it's one of those tracks that I listened to over and over as I was a kid. And it's so, like, just the melody and... That for some the Kinks wrote so many good songs, but for some reason that song in particular really got me because of the lyrics and 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 pretty much everything about that song is amazing. And we I, I hadn't listened to it in years, and I think maybe Greg put it on on tour in the van. We were driving through like you know Colorado or something, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I heard it, and I'm like. That I love that song. That's one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to do this, you know, is to be in a band that was going to write great songs and be and write great melodies and have, you know, really cool harmonies and stuff like that. So that's why I chose that. Hey, let's play it. Without further ado, we've got the kinks, the track, Autumn Almanac. Here you have it. Great way to kick things off. Dak, you're next. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I think we all have the same story because I heard this song on the road too. I grew up with the, uh, well, first of all, it's called Happy Ending by Pulp. And uh, it's from the album His and Hers. That's the album I grew up with. And um, I just heard this song again, like, in my iPod shuffle, like when I was driving through the uh, Utah with a nice view and all. And it was like, I just remembered that, you know, this is like what I loved when I was, you know, growing up. And it just like bring back memories, tears, and all that. So when you asked, it just popped out in my head. I love it. Let's play it. Without further ado, the track is Happy Ending by Pulp. But I'm gonna have to try. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try. And I know. So we've got the kinks and pulp as we roll into AJ. What's the track? <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry for the podcast here, guys, but <laughs> I'm going to make it, make it a little bit mellow here for a second. Um, 
I chose Beethoven's Seventh Symphony, the second movement, because it's the first song that made me cry. I remember being a little <laughs> kid, and Greg, you can I, have your I turn in a second. Um, I was a little kid, and I went to a field trip. I remember it was like some sort of play about like a Nazi war criminal. I, I maybe I heard the song before, or I didn't. I don't know, but. I remember there was like this really there was this one section of the of the play and this caught my ear and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop like humming it. And this is before Shazam. So I remember like going home and I was just like, I needed to find a song. I need to find this song. So when I finally found it, I I I put it on and I think I, I listened to it for the entire night. I fell asleep to the song and I remember it it brought me to tears. It, not out of sadness per se, but I remember being moved by the song to tears, and so that's why I choose this song. All right, yeah, that was nice. And that's that's a song I remember. Like we kind of bonded over that song too. Like we both, because when we were talking about classical music, we're like, that was that was the the piece of music that we both were like, this is the epitome of like of like beautiful sadness in music and the build, the build of that, of that piece of music. You know what I mean? So. All right, let's play it. That's my favorite too, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I hey, take Sean. it back. I like all the back, but I like <laughs> seven second movement a little bit more. <laughs> all right. Well, without further ado, we've got the track is seventh symphony, second movement by Beethoven. So that's a good range. Kinks and pulp, which are, you know, similar. And then all of a sudden we rolled right into Beethoven. <laughs> now, Greg, from what it looks like, yeah. we're, we're really getting Yeah, down. I think we're going to tie it all together here with mine. Yeah. yeah. Get I deep, so, bro. too. Really. Well, mine doesn't have quite as nice of a story as AJ's. But. Chicken dance? Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> and here we have the chicken dance. No, uh, this song I just happened to hear this morning on the way to, to, this, to the House of Rock. And. I was talking with a friend about it and how like we have different memories of this song and then we had a whole like like rapping out about like what is this band doing now where are they now like we made up a whole scenario and the band is ace of bass <laughs> <laughs> and the song is the sign oh, <laughs> so yeah. uh enjoy and uh <laughs> then you can make up your own scenario as to where the swedish pop band ace of bass is now why it's the best ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright without further ado the track is assigned by Ace of Bass
I mean, that's just <laughs> we got a we got the whole gamut. Uh, wow, yeah, the whole, like spectrum so spans it all. <laughs> so good. We actually had a band uh, do another bad creation, Aisha. And I was like, oh, God, I can't even believe they just brought that up. I thought I'd never have to hear that song again. Which one? Another Bad Creation, Aisha. Aisha, you are the girl. It's terrible. It's from the same era, though. Like That could have followed. Like 90s pop? Yeah. Who said that? Creation. The band. Oh, oh. That was the name of it. Oh, who was it? Who was it? Oh, man. I can't remember. It was it was one of the very first podcasts a couple of years ago, <laughs> um, and forgive me for the band if you're listening to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he means he I loves it. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and then we do a house pick, and I was originally gonna go with a, a track by No No No, which is a Swedish group. But in the middle of the podcast and thinking about the track My Type and like the explosion of like the song. Um, Michael Bernard Fitzgerald from Calgary, who was signed to Trauma 2, is uh, going to be releasing his album later this year. And uh, one of the tracks that just caught my ear is called Firecracker. And so without further ado, the track Firecracker by Michael Bernard Fitzgerald. Here you have it. Oh, oh, oh.
my soul. All right, so we are back. I've got some questions for you guys now that I know you a little bit better. I always feel this out. It's, it's hard to ask a group, like, what they drink after a show <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they don't drink. But right, now right. I see, like, most of you guys drinking. Wait, that seems like a good question. So, Greg, after your show, it's a Saturday night like it is every Saturday, night. Every night's a Saturday night. Saturday night. I wake up, it's Saturday. A fan says, I'm going to buy you a drink. You had an amazing show. Love your drums. What is the drink that you order? Well, I'll tell you what. This last tour we just finished, Aaron and I shared a drink. We call it our drink. drink. It's our drink. We call it the Mexican Greyhound, and it yeah. is tequila and grapefruit. Yeah. So try that on for size. Okay. Mexican Greyhound. Right? You know, it was good. It's a good summer tour drink. Well, was... like, we usually drink whiskey yeah. or scotch or beer, but, I, like, I feel like it kind of makes me uh, <laughs> a little bit, like, like toned down and the tequila I feel like it makes me want to like smash a wall or like oh. get in a fight or something that's good so I drink that when I'm gonna go on like go on stage or like have a good time for for like all those Saturday nights okay. that we're involved in <laughs> so for all those who are gonna be attending St. Motel on the upcoming yeah. European tour sounds like it's A Sharp tequila. loves sure the tequila <laughs> yeah so two birds with one stone right there yeah there you make go sure you have some te- good tequila around all right all right, AJ, what's your drink? Um, well, it's pretty specific to my mood, really, but I might as well take this opportunity to shout out our friends at Dewar's Scotch Whiskey for their amazing scotch and everything we've learned about it um, since we started doing some stuff with them. Um, you can find it most everywhere. It's consistent, and, um, yeah, it's good. Here, here. All right. Good well stuff. Said. Deck. What's your drink? Um, well, I've been drinking the uh, Bloody Mary, and um, Bloody <laughs> Mary. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you may have heard of it. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. I mean, if you never, if you never heard of it, it's it's good, good stuff. Yeah. All right. And also shout out to the Bloody Maria, which is yes. similar but with tequila. Yeah, AJ got mm. me hooked up with that. Yeah. And and Dak and I also shout out to Los Angeles's own Chilada, Michelada. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also very good. When you're they like, road, they like fish in their beer. Yeah. Wow. Plants yeah. and stuff. Yikes. Yeah, yeah we, we have sophisticated it, taste. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's nice every so often to throw clam juice in your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Change things well, up a little bit. Yeah, Especially right? depending upon where you were that night. It it's also, like, it's it like just, going to Red Lobster in a can. It also it just reminds yeah, it was, me of, of L.A. Like when we were going on the road. A good michelada. Any, any place can make it. It can be Bloody Mary. Sounds like a good plan. Well, you guys have a massive fall ahead, and it was great having you out here to the House of Rock. Uh, any any shout-outs that were, uh, you know, you got some fa- family and friends that are probably listening. What's up, family and friends? Yo, friends that are family and also friends. I love my family. Shout-out to my family. Shout-out to Thailand. Blue microphones, thank you guys very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this mic. The one I'm talking to, this is my mic. Sweaty cup. Sweaty cup, everybody. Sweaty cup. Oh, are you Indonesian? Thai. Thai. Oh, Swatika. Sweaty cup. Sweaty cup. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I said Indonesian. Maybe because I was in Thailand and Indonesia on the same trip. Oh, nice. That'll do it. Every day Saturday, bro. Dude, that's awesome. We're in Thailand. Oh, Bangkok. Oh, man. 
We rock bang that place. <laughs> yeah, we, we need yeah, a whole other like discussion about that. Yeah, we yeah, actually we need to go there. There's like, no reason yesterday. to end the podcast. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yeah. No, we we we'll do another know, podcast. Let's talk a that, little bit yeah. more about Bangkok. <laughs> Seriously, let's just do another podcast. Just it's, me. It's way more interesting. <laughs> Dak and his experience in Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, one has to go dirty Hamlet. All right, so for all our listeners, make sure you go and you like and do all the great things on social media. But go to SaintMotel.com. Uh, much more videos coming oh, yeah. your way. Videos coming, music coming, tour dates. We got it all coming your way. Stay tuned. All right, stay tuned. Thanks, guys, for hosting. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Cheers. 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 I'm a man who's got very specific.